Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Hayden and Mitch with the Hill Pursuit Podcast. This is episode 68. This is another good one. Back to back episodes with Ken Rogers from the Progressive Strengths Project. Uh, today, we discussed his uh, world record 24 hour pull up attempt and how that went for him. So, without really like giving it away, it's definitely one that you're you're going to want to listen to. For sure. Yeah, it's a good, good recap. And then um, obviously gives us like kind of what happened during the uh, during the event and then kind of ends with a – he ends strong with like a little uh, punchline at the end that I think oh, yeah. uh, should hit home to everybody. Yeah, dude, he de- he dove into a ton of detail in this in this episode. He He talked about what his carb load looked like, you know, three to five days out think three exactly um he talked a little bit about ice baths and and what that looks like for him if he's still doing it um sounds like he's still dealing with some small injuries and tweaks uh so we spent some time talking about how that happened i guess and and what he's doing right now to deal with it um yeah some of the crazy stuff that happened you know when he was uh dying the to shut it down, his body um, yeah, definitely was telling him something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he hmm. gives us <clears throat> he gives us a nice little recap of you know the first few hours repetition numbers that where like different things were happening and he was feeling things and where pains or tweaks were starting to set in. Like it's pretty pretty darn detailed with um, exactly how everything went for him. So. Um, this is definitely a great episode that, um, a a nice recap from, you know, a human who attempted to get the most pull-ups ever in 24 hours and, you know, with, uh, yeah, so we'll leave it at that. But, um, and then I guess, uh, even more importantly than however good or bad he did, you know, um, he talks about how much money he raised for uh, hope for the warriors. So that was really cool to talk about as well. Um, he, he was able to, he, he was ended up raising over $3,000 for hope for the warriors, um, which, which is huge. And that was, he even expressed that was his first, his first goal um, originally anyways. But um, yeah, I mean, this was, this was a great one. Um, it's definitely inspiring um, to, to hear someone who, who put themselves through not just, you know, the 24 hour attempt at, at pull-ups, but seven, eight, nine months of just ridiculous training to even, to even be able to toe the line of that 24 hour window. Right. So this is, this is, um, you know, this is an elite conversation, uh, that was, that was pretty unique, but, and then ultimately, I guess at the very end of the episode, we talk about, you know, the biggest question, is he going to do this again? Um, so, you know, I'm kind of giving a little bit away there, but will will Ken attempt this again? Um, that was what? That was his third. Is that right, Mitch? Is that his third? I think I think second on record. Second on record? Okay. That, that I'm aware of. I think it's like the first time he ever did it was like when he just kind of okay. went into the okay. gym and yeah so second time on record third time and will he do it a fourth or, or third time on record we'll see but um 
yeah, so make sure you listen to the whole episode so you can hear that. But um, yeah. I guess other other housekeeping, um, we have uh, we have a new Hill Pursuit store, so check that out. I'll link that in the comments, which is which is pretty neat if you're looking to to get any gear, training gear, or anything. And then you know just keep following al- along with us, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you're listening on any podcast platform, uh, we also have a YouTube channel, so check that out as well. Um, email us hillpursuit at gmail.com. We got coaching stuff going on. Um, so check out the website, hillpursuit.com brand new website. Forgot to mention that at the top brand new website, hillpursuit.com. So check that out as well. I'll link that in the comments too, but, um, some, you know, some, some pretty cool things happening. It was really cool to have Ken on the, on the show, these two consecutive episodes. And, um, they're definitely two episodes worth, worth listening to for sure so got anything else mitch no no check it out it's uh i think you said a good one yeah check it out all right uh that's it hope you enjoyed the show episode 68 of hope you recap this is pretty cool like it's back-to-back episodes a little time in between but back-to-back episodes with all three of us um so excited to kind of get into it but um yeah before we dive into that well we'll start with you kenny how was uh christmas and everything good oh, it was a good time man i mean let me tell you uh dieting and uh you know over exercise for months on end and then being able to enjoy some uh some food and adult beverages after that was definitely a good yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Let's, I definitely want to get into what that, what that was like, but what about you, Mitch? Anything crazy going on over the holidays? No, man, uh, pretty standard, just traveling around, but, um, it was a good time. I got to see some family. So, uh, it was good, man. Yeah. Same with me. I, I was like, uh, Man, I had to make one of the longer trips. Unfortunately, my family's like four and a half hours away. And it was one of the days that it was like really, really bad um, snow out here um, and super, super bad winds too. So like, and we don't even have our family vehicle right now. So we had like a super stressful trip uh, for, for uh, actually it was Christmas. And then we just kind of hung out on New Year's. So um, but yeah, you know, you got to do it, family stuff. So, um, and then training, um, well, we'll dive into yours, Kenny, but what about you, Mitch? What's going on? Fun, fun stuff with training. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was doing a program with a buddy and it was like, uh, we were, I always like to start to finish them, you know, but we were both kind of like thinking get a little busy and it's just like one of the things be be stubborn and not and finish it and not like get a lot out of it because we like have we have we were having to break it up like a lot so um had to kind of call an audible and like change some things up so back to back to a faithful five three one um <laughs> yeah uh, i got a reverse hyper so i've been you know starting to incorporate that um a little bit more for uh for the back so pretty standard man um nice. things are feeling good so moving along yeah that's sweet um 
I haven't even, I don't think I've really told either of you and I wouldn't even consider this like the start to like my season or anything, but I have a little tiny race this weekend, which is going to be fun. It's going to be freezing, but, um, just like a five mile race. Um, there's like this, uh, race series that's out in Western PA that preps. There's one race every month leading up to the Pittsburgh marathon. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of cool. I've done these prep races before when I've ran, uh, the Pittsburgh marathon, but, um, ironically, some of it with your wife, Kenny, if you remember that years ago, which was crazy, shout out to grace, but, um, yeah, I'm not running the marathon this year, but I, I like the prep races and they're, they're all good distances for me. It's like five, then there's a half marathon or no, it's five, 10, and then a half marathon in the, the next three months. So just easy stuff, just road races, nothing wild, but so that's what I'm kind of falling into, um, this weekend, but I guess let's, uh, let's just dive into the meat and potatoes here. Like the good stuff. Um, can correct me if I'm wrong. It was December 10th. You attempted this world record pull-ups in 24 hours. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. How did it go? Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like any like super long endurance event, you, uh, you really don't, I mean, you do all the training, you do all the preparation, you, uh, you know, you eat all the right food, but you really don't know with something like that, how it's going to go until the day. So, I mean, I think I corrected all the things I needed to from last year. Uh, I think I prepped a lot better. So going into the day, I felt pretty good. I was a little bit sleep deprived, but I mean, I think that happens to most people, you know, the day before competition, you know, you're a little anxious, a little nervous. So um, a little sleep deprived, but no excuses there. Um, overall, honestly, like in comparison to last year, like, I don't think I had anything left in the tank. Uh, it got kind of to the point now, obviously go into detail with this too, uh, a little bit later, but it got to the point where, uh, there was some things happening within, uh, within my body where, uh, something catastrophic, I think was going to end up happening if I continued to keep going. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So well, hold on, hold on. Let's let, before we. Before we dive into that, because I want to okay. hear about that, but yeah, like what, what did you do leading like the 24 hours before your 24 hours? What kind of last minute prep, like sleep and fuel and like anything for your mental edge? Like what were you doing in that last 24 hours leading up to the start? I want to hear about that. So the last 24 hours, um, which I guess you could say I kind of, I'll, I'll actually say three days because so okay. in case you're wondering, you're not supposed to consume a large amount of uh, carbohydrates the day right before uh, you're supposed to lead into it. You know, so I actually started carb loading about three days out, um, basically didn't exercise almost at all, did like some very light mobility, some trigger sessions, whatever, just to keep, you know, my body moving around. I didn't touch a pull up bar for like six days straight. Uh, so basically the day of, or sorry, the day before, um, didn't really do anything crazy, man. You know, I went to work, uh, trained people, uh, moved around a little bit, went for a walk, stretched a little bit, you know, wanted to see how I was feeling. Um, carbohydrates, uh, really my highest day was my uh, three days out. So three days out, I ate 850 grams of carbohydrates. The second day or two days out, I ate 500 grams of carbohydrates. And then the day before, I only ate 400 grams of carbohydrates. So kind of tapered into it. 
400 is like pretty easy for me to consume. I know that may be a lot for a lot of people, but um, with the amount of training that I was doing for this, it was kind of like a typical day for me. Um, and then I guess you could say really the only other thing that I did uh, differently was I didn't go in the sauna, which, you know, I obviously want to make sure that I was hydrated, uh, but I did uh, get an ice bath as cold as I possibly could, which I think I got it down to like 40, 41 degrees. And uh, I listened to uh, some Jocko motivational podcast thing and sat in there until I felt like I was going to freeze to death for about 15 minutes. That wasn't oh my for, gosh. That wasn't for like, uh, that wasn't really for like recovery or anything else. Like, I mean, I felt good. That was more like, uh, I want to get in the headspace of like just really being absolutely uncomfortable, which, you know, if anybody, anybody that's listening right now, if you've ever done a nice bath, it's pretty much the longest, you know, five to 15 minutes of your life. Um, so that was really the only thing that I did differently, but I was taking an ice bath probably like maybe two times a week, uh, throughout this whole prep, but that one, I just wanted to see what I had. And, uh, really, I guess you could say like, kind of go into a little crazy mindset, you know, leading into the day. So, yeah. So really interesting, just on that little side, side note, <clears throat> some, some of my family is really, really interested in ice bath mm -hmm. and, a brother-in-law of mine who's a heavy lifter um, started taking an ice bath every single morning for just a few minutes. Right. But anyways, I know we don't, I don't need to get into like that, uh, I guess, but um, I, I started getting curious about like, <laughs> is what he's doing, does that make any sense or like, you know, whatever. But um, I found a cool research article that it kind of just, um, I think it was a meta-analysis where it just kind of compares a bunch of, a bunch of like current studies on cold exposure, not just water, but air also like cryo stuff. Mm. So apparently, and I, again, I'm not super familiar with like cold air. I'm a little, a little bit more familiar with cold water, but um, apparently for strength and power exercise or athletes, um, cold air exposure post exercise just for a few minutes is more beneficial for recovery. And there's really no benefit to recovery for, for, um, like cold water exposure post exercise for strength power. But, but for you, you're doing more. And I mean, technically you're doing tons of endurance stuff, right? You're trying to work for 24 hours consecutively. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot more recovery benefits, for endurance athletes and endurance competition with cold water exposure, which, which sounds really cool that, that you were doing it a couple of days a week. I just a little aside there, but anyway, that's pretty sweet. So, um, Mitch, you got anything about his prep? No, no, that's, uh, that's weird you say that, but the, like I, I have people that I know too, starting to like dive into yeah. the, uh, like the cold water exposure and uh, like contrast shower, you know, type stuff. Yeah. All right. So yeah. what was our start time, Ken? And uh, take us through like the um, first couple hours, maybe. Okay. Uh, so we started a little bit later um, than I would have liked to. I think I started at 0723. Okay. I was supposed to start at seven hard time. Uh, I was having some technical difficulties with uh, my buddy getting the live stream up and the Twitch stream and all that crap because I didn't know this because I don't work with cameras, but recording a live stream and having a live video running for 24 hours straight is very hard. Um, so started a little bit later. Uh, how do I, where do I start with this? Honestly, I felt terrible when I first started. <laughs> oh no. 
but no, I mean, here's the thing. Like, uh, I know my body and I knew going into it that like the first, like probably two or three hours, because, you know, I was a little bit sleep deprived, whatever else. I was like, you know what? You're not going to feel great at the start. You know, I knew for myself, like even during my prep, uh, it took me a couple hundred reps each day for me to quote unquote warm up, which Hayden, I know you run all the time. It's like, you know, the first miles, you kind of get into the groove a little bit. You may not feel the best and you kind of zone out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I would say like the first, like, I'd say hour and a half, two hours, I really didn't feel good. Um, but I think it was around like eight or 900 pull-ups where I started to get in the groove. Um, everything started to feel good. And uh, I guess we'd say I got into a little bit better headspace too. I didn't, uh, I was trying to stay positive the whole time and, you know, just be like, okay, you're going to warm up. You're going to feel better. And I did. So that was like the first couple hours. Um, and honestly, what was your, like, how were you with your pacing in those first couple hours around that eight or 900? Were like, were you on your plan? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I had a plan, but I was obviously going to go off of how I was feeling because it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and I definitely learned a lot from last year. Uh, so my goal was to do, uh, for the first, for the first 90 minute segment, because I broke this up into a 90 minute EMOM or every minute on the minute. So the first 90 minutes, my goal was to hit six pull-ups every minute or three pull-ups every 30 seconds, then take a 10 minute break then do a 90 minute EMOM again, but then increase the pull-ups from uh, six pull-ups a minute to seven pull-ups a minute. And then go, my top set that I was going to try and do was eight pull-ups a minute uh, on my third 90 minute EMOM and then 10 minute break. I was only able to do that once because it got to the point where doing sets of four was a little bit too much um, to just basically hold the pace just because like I wanted to make sure that I was refueling and, you know, actually feeling good and not forcing myself to do the reps because I wanted every single rep to look exactly the same as my first and last yeah. set. I get baby sheet on. So yeah. I kind of made it, but for the most part, I was able to hold about three to four pull-ups every 30 seconds um, for multiple 90 minute uh, segments. So that was my pacing. What'd you do during the uh, 10 minute breaks? Uh, so main goal was, well, first off, go to the bathroom if I had to, um, which I was drinking a lot of fluid. Uh, yeah. so I did that after, uh, the second thing that I really wanted to establish was making sure that like my PPE or like, uh, my like tape, my hand wraps, my, uh, my gloves, my, all my equipment was good. So I would spot check all that. And then once I would look at, look at all of that, I was trying to eat something solid, uh, whether it was like some type of bar, banana, uh, beef jerky, whatever in between, just because I was basically just consuming, uh, I had three separate types of drinks. I had a carbohydrate powder drink with salt. I had uh, just a like potassium, magnesium, and uh, sodium drink. And then I had uh, not like a pre-workout, but kind of a pre-workout, a little bit, little bit of caffeine and like beta alanine, whatever else. So I even wrote that out too. So I would consume those every 20 minutes, one of those, and just try and slam down like about, I think it was like 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrates every hour. So yeah, that's what I was doing in between. pretty intense what do you got yeah, yeah no i was just kind of listening taking it in um <laughs> yeah I, some... I i couldn't even imagine attempting something like this i couldn't even like when imagine you, when you yeah. feel like you, you felt kind of like crap like the first you know 900 plus it would like lethargic or you know just uh like what was your body like what what, what was it doing it's just uh how do i say this you know those like good squat phase when like you feel like you're in the groove, um, yeah. the weights weights feel light, like yeah. every 
Oofzizi, um, I didn't feel like that. So like, I was just like, okay, we got to get into the groove because like, regardless of how you feel right now, you're going to be here. Well, at the time I thought I was going to be there the entire day. So I was like, you know, stay positive, get out of any like negative headspace that I was in and just make sure to keep moving. And that was really my only goal. So, and eventually yeah. it happened. So. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah. What did you, what kind of uh, steps did you have to take? Just remind us to um, make this like appropriate for Guinness. Uh, so the first thing is, um, well, I mean, I'll just explain the pull up, uh, pull up full lock out of the elbow and chin just has to be over top of the bar. doesn't matter how you do it. Uh, you can do kipping, whatever else. That's the first thing. Uh, you can use hand you can use hand protectors as well, which I will not go into that. Um, well, we'll go into it a little bit, but not right now. Okay. Um, so the other thing is though too is that you have to have uh, two camera angles, uh, one where or one um, one from the side so you can see my chin going over top of the bar, and one from the front so you can also see my chin going over the top of the bar. Uh, you had to do it in a public place where people could come and attend if they would like to. Um, I had to have two representatives there at all times recording my reps and validating everything and what's the last thing oh uh anytime i left the video i had to announce um when i was going to the bathroom when i was taking a break uh whatever else so i think that was kind of those were like the main points that i had to worry about there's some other stuff but that was like the main stuff that i had to worry about it seems like uh, a lot of details i'm sure you weren't the only person who had to like make all of that come into place right no, no, I definitely need, yeah, I needed help, dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's good. Um, okay, so at some point, uh, things either like slowed down or didn't stay steady, right? So, like, when just describe kind of after those eight to nine hundred and you get into a groove, like, next couple hours go by, how are things going, and, and when do things take a turn? I mean, dude, it's uh. It's it, so this so this attempt. The reason why it's so hard is because like everything kind of uh, accumulates all at once. So what I mean by that is that like um, honestly, man, like I felt good even when. So the last number that I hit was four thousand two hundred sixteen. I hit four thousand two hundred sixteen, and I actually felt good. Like I felt better at four thousand two hundred sixteen than I did at five hundred. So like I'll kind of get into what like, I guess I'll try to answer your question here. So really, the time that I started the plateau was when my body not only started to obviously get fatigued, but when, well, the first thing is uh, all those liquid carbohydrates and all that sodium in all of that coconut water that I was consuming uh, led me to have some GI issues, unfortunately. So there was uh, some things that I had to deal with with that. Um, so that was all happening. And then obviously you're sleep deprived. And then you're also under a bunch of chronic fatigue. So I would say it was probably around like uh, 15 or 16 hours in where everything starts to kind of, you know, fall apart all at once. So yeah, I would say about 15 to 16 hours in. What would that look like in terms of number of pull-ups per minute? Uh, uh, oh, pull-ups per minute. Um, I got to the point where I was, I was still able to hold three, uh, three and twos, but eventually I ended up having to go into like sets of two uh, every 30 seconds. And then I would kind of just alternate in between just going based off of feel. Uh, I kind of threw the whole, uh, I guess you could say pacing out the window once I hit uh, 5,000 pull-ups and I was just like, you know what, we're just going to try and stay moving as long as I can. Um, and if I need to take a break, I'll take a break because it got to the point where each rep literally felt like I was going for a one rep max. 
Um, oh. it got to the, yeah, it got to the point where each rep started to turn into a one rep max. Um, I purposely put a mirror in front of myself because I wanted to see if I started compensating on one side because as much uh, unilateral training as you want to, we're always going to have a favorable side. Uh, we're not built to be perfectly symmetrical. So obviously my right side is stronger than my left. I'm right-handed. I uh, started compensating a little bit towards my right-hand side, which, you know, led me into having some uh, very uh, concerning issues around uh, 5,300, um, which kind of freaked me out a little bit. And eventually what was, what's that? What was that? Uh, so I actually have some nerve damage in my uh, right hand. So my right pointer finger and my right ring finger uh, started to go numb uh, around 5,200 or 5,300. And then my, the left medial part of my bicep uh, started, if anybody's actually torn or like strained a muscle before, um, it started to seize up and it did already feel slightly strained. So when I, once I would reach extension at the bottom, I could feel like a pulling sensation right on like the medial part of where your bicep inserts, like right next to my elbow, I guess you could say. Uh, so those two things. Um, and then uh, there's a couple other things that was kind of freaking me out a little bit. My, uh, my heart rate was pretty elevated uh, during this whole thing because I think my body was going into a little bit of shock. Um, I'm not trying to sound dramatic. I'm just trying to explain to you what was going on. Mm -hmm. I still have a little bit of numbness in my right hand and uh, my left bicep is still giving me some issues now. Uh, I'm probably going to go to the doctor here pretty soon and go get it checked out. Oh. <laughs> Dang. But Dang. that's all. Okay, so that leads us to uh, the big question. Um, what was your final number and what was your hour count? Uh, five, six, one, eight. And I think I stopped at, uh, I think it was around 17 hours, 17 and a half hours or something like that. Yeah. And that puts you off the record by how much? Uh, 20... What is that? 2110 2, or something like that, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think total. Yeah, 2110. Yeah. I mean, dude, you have to feel good about that effort, though, don't you? Oh, well, dude, I mean, like I told you, like, I mean, we, I know we briefly talked, like, I was completely fine with it, man. Like, I got past the point of, like, I mean, I've been very uncomfortable before. But yeah. I've never been that before. And I pushed past being that uncomfortable like multiple times. Like, dude, I mean, around 5,200, that was the worst that I think I've ever felt physically in my whole life. Like, anything that I did in the army, anything that I did with wrestling, like, literally anything that I've ever done in the past, I have not felt that bad. Any race that I've done, um, and I pushed past it, you know, like, so I was pretty happy with, I was happy, not pretty happy. I was completely content. And uh, yeah. <laughs> How long did you uh, did you do anything like right after, like to like speed up like recovery? Is there anything like you like it's uh, like right now? So, um, well, the first thing is that uh, honestly, the real reason why I don't think I'll do it again was because uh, I did have something happen when I got home. Uh, so on the drive home, uh, my wife Grace drove me home. I got kind of sick on the side of the road, so I threw up on the side of the road. Then once I got inside my apartment, um, I don't know if it was, it was like my body was in shock or whatever, but like I could not stop shaking. Um, so I think I had like some hypothermia because like my brother-in-law was wearing like a sweatshirt and like a freaking hat and stuff inside the room. And I was shirtless because I was so hot. Um, but once I showered and got out of the shower, 
I was shaking uncontrollably and I couldn't stop shaking for like, I think about half an hour after I got out of the shower. And then I laid down and my resting heart rate laying down was like 141 beats per minute, which kind of freaked me out. Um, and then thankfully my wife is educated on all that stuff. And she told me to breathe and relax. And like, I slowly did heart rate came down to like, I think around like a hundred or like 95. But yeah, dude, I was just like where the, you know, I don't mind the muscular injury and like the, um, you know, the strain and like the numbness in my hand and whatever. But like when it got to the point where I'm like, okay, like I think I might actually be putting my health in like at risk here, then yeah. I don't know if I should do this again. <laughs> yeah. Like stuff like that you can't, it's above like working through, you know what I mean? It's like, there's really nothing you're going to do about that. So check. Wow. But, uh, but in, in terms of recovery, like, I mean, do I didn't do anything the next day or I probably didn't do anything for like the next three days. I took off work the next day hung out, chilled, nothing really, probably the sorest I've ever been in my life. Um, couldn't really move much. Uh, in terms of recovery, man, it's basically just been sauna, ice bath, hanging out. Um, I've been doing some minor PT, but I still have some limited range of motion in my left arm. So just trying to be smart, relax for a second. Um, and if things don't come back to normal in the next couple of weeks, I'm probably going to go see a doctor. So yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, real quick, are you going to do it again? Because I'll say, I'll say that we have on record in the last show you said this was the last attempt, and I don't, I don't remember the exact verbiage you used, but <laughs> we spoke, uh, you know, on the phone, and I may have, I may have uh, a different. Uh, idea about whether or not you want to be done with this so what are what are you thinking right now are you going to be done with this or are you doing it again um i mean i won't okay hold on let me think about how i want to say this professionally here um originally i was completely content with not doing it again um even after yeah even well no no after the event i was fine with not doing it again yeah 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 that's what i mean uh, fast forward to the following friday kind of made me want to do it again so because uh yeah somebody made some comments i won't say any names uh somebody made some comments about me doing it uh in the uh, i guess you could say equipment or assistance that i used even though it was completely uh legal through guinness which is hilarious that somebody thinks that i would put this much time effort and resources into doing something and not check the rules yeah. um i will make a comment if you think that using uh, if you think that using uh, those tan straps is going to help you do five thousand pulps, go ahead, first off, go ahead and do it. And second, that's like saying like, oh, go run a race, but uh, don't run your race in shoes because it helps you. Yeah, right, right, right. Just saying. That's a good analogy. Um, yeah. So anyway, the the jury's out. We don't know if we're gonna do it again, but now the door's open. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. I mean, doors open. I can I even. Say and this is not me uh not me throwing my wife under the bus but originally she never wanted me to do this again and after i showed her uh some things she was actually almost on board with me doing it again <laughs> <laughs> you got anything uh, else you got anything i know you're uh i know you're working through some like uh like post stuff like the bicep and and all that stuff and obviously we hope it like, heals up for you then but you got anything else like in the uh on the agenda or on the board that you kind of want to knock out uh, I mean, honestly, man, right now, uh, I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. I think uh, when it comes to fitness, like, I mean, I don't want to say that, like, 
uh, I guess you'd say I've reached like my quote unquote, like genetic potential with things, but like I've tried the strength stuff. I've pushed that as hard as I could. Uh, I've tried the endurance stuff. I've pushed that as hard as I could. Um, it kind of just got to the point with all those things where it just, you know, diminished in return as in like, you know, if I add five pounds to my deadlift, it's going to take me six months. Right. And then your risk for injury, as Mitch, I know you do strength training all the time. Your risk for injury goes up even with proper programming. So it's like, do I want to pursue strength? Do I want to pursue this or whatever? Or do I want to pursue something like a skill? I'm actually thinking about getting back into a, a BJJ. Because, yeah. That's yeah, I was kind of wondering like, if there's something. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I like I, that. I think that's probably going to be something that I'm going to turn towards just because it's a skill, you know, um, something new and fun to learn. And uh, it's hard. And uh, I obviously wrestled and I know you did too. And I mean, who doesn't like, you know, doing a sport like that, especially coming from the background that we do. So yeah, I was, uh, it's funny you say that, um, in the beginning, like the be- mid- beginning to like the middle of the last year, I was, I was rolling pretty frequently. I know we talked about a little bit on the podcast and then yeah. I ended up moving from like the gym I was going to. So I'm kind of in a luau right now. Um, but I'll be moving back down there. So hopefully, hopefully be rolling, hopefully, hopefully again soon. So like you said, that when you come from like a, some sort of like a, a wrestling background, it's kind of like hard to let that, let that go yeah and like i don't know man i need something to compete in like i need something to do um i need a carrot at the end of the stick i can't just like or i need a i need a finish something um it's nothing against you hayden i don't think i would ever be into like triathlon stuff like i don't like swimming i think um <laughs> not, not really interested. um but uh what else do i want to say with the jiu-jitsu stuff oh i mean dude california there's like freaking 27 gyms probably within like a 10 minute drive from where I live. So oh, nice. yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, future endeavors. <laughs> I got one more question and we'll let you get out of here. Okay. Um, I know you were trying to raise a lot of money. How much money did you raise? Uh, I actually don't know the number off the top of my head if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I saw it was, it, it seemed kind of high at one point. <clears throat> um, I thought I saw over two thousand. I don't. I don't know. I might be. I might be oh, wrong. Yeah. So I think the. I think the final number on the hope for the warriors page. I think ended up coming out to uh, thirty one hundred uh, on the page, and then uh, I had well, I guess you could say two individuals that donated uh, on the side. I'll leave that undisclosed. I don't know how much they actually donated, but nice. I had two other. I had two other people donate. So I think. I think the final number is thirty one hundred. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah That's man. Cool. Well, I mean, you should be proud of that too. That's pretty sweet. So, oh, I dude, originally that's all I wanted to do. I mean, obviously, the pull up record was in the you know, is what I wanted to do. But I mean, the first thing that I wanted to try and do is raise money for a charity and you know, have a little bit of fun with this too. Because I mean, I think I may have said this on the last podcast, but there is like a weird correlation between like a, a human being suffering and somebody wanting to donate money to a charity. So, I figured, <laughs> <laughs> I figured yeah. you might find the two. Um, but if I do do this again, it's not going to be for either one of those reasons. So, <laughs> well, um, thanks for coming back on, dude. And you know, we were following you as as much as we possibly could. Um, and if you do it again, we'll be right there again, following you and and rooting you on. So, um, hope you recover. And I don't know, man. Until next time. Thanks for coming on the cast again, though. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I got one other thing that I want to say too. So, yeah. um, so 
now this is relative to, I just need to say that out loud. Uh, I think how I felt during those pull-ups um, at the end, I'm saying like when I felt terrible, right? I think most, if not all people need to experience some type of feeling like that because like, I can tell you one thing, I'm not saying I have like an epiphany or like, you know, some crazy whatever transformation for myself, but like, you feel different. Like, you literally feel different. Like, I felt like it actually made me like a better person at the end of it. Um, so for anybody that's listening, all I can say is go out, do something hard, whatever that is, doesn't have to be 24 hours of pull-ups, but do something. Because at the end of it, once you get done, regardless of how you end up doing, you're going to be better off than you were before. And you're going to feel way better about yourself. So that's what I want to say. Love it. Agreed. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk. See you, Kenny. Okay. Thank you, man. See you, guys. Bye. Intense. Absolutely yeah, intense. Um, yeah. Hope that, that bicep. Great. Yeah, uh, the bicep thing is it might take him a while to yeah. figure that out, but I hope I hope he does soon. Um, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. That was an awesome episode. Um, it's good to hear his perspective. I mean – I think that that gem he kind of just left us with was was like the take home point, right? Go do something hard, you know, put yourself through something that maybe you don't know you you can handle and yeah. come out the other side, better person, stronger, more confident. That was, that was a good take home point. Yeah, I think uh, doing something hard, like even if it's like a little bit every day, I think it uh, gives you a little bit of a mental edge. So for sure. That doesn't have to be 24 hours of pulls. <laughs> right, right. Get yourself uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, if you listened this long, thanks for listening. This was a great episode, last two episodes. Um, continue to check our stuff out, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube. If you're listening on uh, a podcast, um, just know you can check out the YouTube channel as well. Um, email us at hillpursuit at gmail.com. Um, and just just follow along and thanks for doing so um, that's all we got this time thanks for listening and we'll see you next time